0: Hello and welcome to the Bipolar Diaries podcast. This is my first podcast by myself and I am so excited. Basically, the reason I want to do this is to go through the blog posts that I've already written about, but you know, they only ever 400, 500 words. And so I wanted to give a bit more of a background into what I've already talked about. So, you know, listen away if you want to. If you don't, fuck you. No, I'm kidding. Um, listen away. And hopefully my goal is to, you know, normalize bipolar. Um, obviously, there's a huge stigma around it, which is getting better by day. But, you know, there's still, I think, uncomfortable conversations out there that people find it awkward to talk about. Usually people that don't have it find it awkward. So I really want to be able to just make people feel comfortable asking questions and understanding it a bit more. Um, seeing it from our point of view. And I guess the way I do that is through a lot of humor. You know, I kind of take the piss a lot, which just is something that helps me talk about it. And I think makes, you know, my friends and family a lot more comfortable talking about it. So it's not such a heavy conversation when it sometimes doesn't need to be. Uh, so yeah, so this is my first one, as I said. Uh, So the first thing I'm going to talk about is my first post, which was the diagnosis, number one. Uh, I'll put a link to it. And basically it was where my journey begins, uh, being diagnosed with bipolar 2. So, yeah, I should start off by saying that I am bipolar 2, which is a mild version of bipolar 1. Uh, And it was really hard for me to get diagnosed because you know, a lot of people just thought I had anxiety or I had depression and it really fucked with my life for a bit. Um, I went to countless psychiatrists and psychologists and my GP. Um, I'll get into that a bit later because I had some opinions on it, but yeah, so I think, uh, it really changed my life getting diagnosed, but it was a long road. So I'll start from when it happened. So basically Uh, At the end of 2014, I was just constantly fucking breaking down. You know, I couldn't handle anything. I was at university. I was in my second semester of a uh, communications degree at a university called UTS in Sydney. And I just couldn't function for the fucking day. You know, I was always tired. I would have major freakouts. I had a really nice boyfriend at the time who, bless his cotton socks, just stuck by me. And even though he didn't understand what was going on, he you know, took it in stride and would always be by my side. So that rhymed. Hello. (laughs) And so I was just, you know, um, a mess. And I went to this woman who I actually don't know the name of, but she was basically treating me for problems that I had with my back. And she kind of, I guess, just noticed this, um, the bipolar in me and suggested that I go to a psychiatrist. Um, So she's someone that I really credit for helping change my life. Um, I probably will ever see her again, but you know, if she's for some reason listening, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and she, the reason she saw this is because I don't know if this is, you know, this obviously isn't just for bipolar people, but obviously women in general have really big problems with their bodies and eating. And I obviously had had an eating disorder in the past. You know, I think actually I'll always probably have some sort of an eating disorder. You know, I constantly am thinking about what I'm going to eat next and everything. But at that point in time, I was pretty fucking underweight. Like I was just I thought I was fat, and looking back on these photos, I was like, "Girl, how the fuck did I think I was fat?" I was, I was pretty fucking hot. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, I looked good. Well, I, no, I didn't look good. I looked sick. But I can't believe I thought I was fat, basically. And she kind of, you know, when said I couldn't exercise because of these issues I had with my back, I had a panic attack in her room and was just like, "No, I have to exercise." And she just, you know, talk, you know, help me through it. So went to my GP and she recommended a, you know, this is probably my fourth psychiatrist I'd been to at this point in my life. And if you read my vlog, this woman was fucking crazy. Like she looked like a mad scientist. She uh, came out of the room and I took my sister with me because my mom was working and I I was just like, I have to have someone there. And I, you know, my sister and I are incredibly close. So she came with me and I remember it was a Monday, not that has anything to do with anything, but (laughs) I went in with her. And this woman's eyes were like fucking popping out of her head. Like she just looked like insane. And I hate to say that, but it just, it was so scary for me. I thought I was being, you know, led to my death. And so we went in and I was like a little immature schoolgirl. I seem to get like that sometimes when I'm with my sister and I'm nervous and I was giggling and I would look at my sister for answers because I didn't know how to answer the question. And she was basically doing a survey, I guess is what you want to call it. And in 45 minutes, she had a diagnosis and she asked my sister, or she asked me, sorry, I just handed the question off to my sister. She asked me, why do you think I'm doing this sort of survey thing? And I said, I don't, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, and I, my sister said, you know, you're trying to diagnose her with something. And she said, yeah, you've got bipolar two. Or I believe you have bipolar too. And I would just broke down. I was like, no, I freaking don't. Like I... I know of people that actually don't have bipolar, but they just think they do, or they, you know, I, or some people do have bipolar and people looked at them like they were crazy. And I thought, no, I fucking don't have that. Like, I know I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. And I just couldn't, I was in such denial. And, you know, she was really great in this way. She said, you know, we don't have to do anything today. Maybe I'm wrong, but go read about it. She sent me a lot of links Go read about it and then come back and let me know about your findings, what you think of it. So I left, I got in the car and I read it, I looked it up and honest to God, this, this was the day my whole entire life changed. I credit this day as the best day of my life, even though it was so traumatic, but I had never felt connected to something more in my life. And I've never felt, you know, like I knew myself because reading through these symptoms or personality traits, whatever you want to fucking call them. I just thought this is me like this is literally who I am and I you know the the list goes on for days what these symptoms are and but just some things that popped out at me you know especially in the manic phases I you know listen to me fucking now like I am talking my head off I can just go for days I can just talk at people and like that sounds fucking annoying but let's be real it can sometimes be funny and so that was one of the things you know Um, I can be really impulsive, especially for someone that gets really kind of anxious about things. I can be so impulsive and just do these random things that my family are just like, what the fuck? Like, how do you, like, where does this confidence come from sometimes? Um, I have a very high sex drive, um, which is, I don't know why, but it's just randomly something that especially women with bipolar have. And I always, in my, I'll talk about this at a later date um, in another podcast, but It's just something that I've always had and I never understood. So that really resonated with me. And I mean, the list goes on. I could, I should do another one about like all the symptoms and personality traits, but everything in it just really stuck with me. So I came back and she put me on medication and I went on something called Lamotrigine. Um, I'm on 200 of it and I take it every single day of my life. Um, You know, I will take it for the rest of my life. And it honestly does not bother me in the slightest. I'm a big, believer in medication because I think the way I can sort of rationalise having bipolar in my head is that I was born with a chemical imbalance. And I know there's a lot of people out there that don't believe that. Like I've fucking seen um, you know, news stories of Tom Cruise on some, you know, ABC program talking about how chemical imbalances aren't real or something. It's like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But that is my belief and that is, I guess, yeah, what my psychiatrists believe it's like science or whatever. I don't fucking know. But that is what I believe and it helps me rationalise it. And I guess this might be a controversial opinion. But to me, you know, if you had uh, allergic reaction to something, you're not going to be like, oh, wait, let me not take my EpiPen because I can be strong and get through this. No, I'm going to fucking stick that thing in you so you don't die. It's like, you know, it's the same. It's like an asthma. If you're, you know, having an asthma attack, you don't think, no, I can do this without my inhaler. No one looks at you like, oh, so weak for using inhalers. No, no. So that's how I rationalize it in my brain is just something that I was born like that and I need to take medication. So I will, for me personally, take medication for the rest of my life. And I have no issue with popping that pill every every night, sorry, if it's going to make me be my best version of myself. And I guess getting diagnosed bipolar really helped me rationalize things in my life. So when I do go through those phases, I can feel myself getting hyped up and I can feel myself going into a manic state even though I might continue with that because I kind of am still working on how I can come down from those, I can still recognize I'm in that state. Um, and that really helps me. Just It just makes me feel better knowing that I am in that state and I recognize it and it will pass and it's not as big as it used to be. And same with when I come down, you know, it kind of also makes my depression a lot easier to deal with because I feel like, no, this is because I'm in a you know, low point, and that is my bipolar talking. And I think I also can make see the difference between my bipolar depression and when I genuinely, you know, it's quite warranted that I would be upset about something like any fucking normal person with would be. So, yeah. Sorry, I hope I didn't go off on like a tangent. That's another thing with bipolar people: you go from one topic to the other, and no one can really follow your fucking thoughts. So, foz. Um. But yeah. So that's uh when I got diagnosed and as soon as I started taking my medication, my family within, it was gradual, but within, you know, three months, my family saw a completely different side of me. And I think the pinpoint for my mum especially was when I started a job in radio and I went to do a shift at, um, the, uh, Olympic park in Homebush, where we have our Royal Easter show every year. And I went in and I, was there at 5am in the morning for my shift. It was pitch black and the fucking home bush is huge. Like if you go to it, you're just like, Oh my God, it's, um, I, you'd get overwhelmed by how big it is. My mom's dropping me off and, uh, I couldn't get a hold of everyone. No one was, um, uh, available. I don't know what they're like. This guy was turning up late for his shit because he was shit at his job. No offense. Um, and so I was, you know, I go, how, where the fuck am I meant to go? usually I would have a major panic attack about this. And I'd be like, I need to go home. I'm quitting my job. I'm done. <laughs> and I would just bury myself in my covers. But I just got out of the car and I said, oh, mom, I'll just go ask that guy over there, the security guard. And it was raining also. I mean, like, you know, I was just, everything was working against me. And I was like, I'll just go ask that guy over there. And my mom said that when I left, when she got home, she cried because she was just so proud that I had asked the security guard for directions, which is just something... I never would have done in the past. Um, And so, yeah, that was really the turning point, I guess. And even though it's still always been a long road and I probably will have this journey for the rest of my life of always having to improve myself. But just that is like that was so huge for me. Um, And yeah, as I said, I think the point of this podcast is to just really normalize what bipolar is and make people feel more comfortable talking about it because, I don't know, weirdly, I don't know if it's my bipolar talking, but I weirdly feel like my bipolar kind of makes me like what I, it makes me special and it makes me who I am. And that's pretty, that's probably a fucking narcissistic thing to say. Um, but that's just, it's probably actually is my bipolar talking, but yeah, that's how I feel about it. I don't see it as, I mean, it can be a really hard, it obviously is a hard thing to deal with. And, you know, I know making light of it might kind of rub people the wrong way because it is of course, I've had my low points and it can be sometimes a situation for people between life and death. And that is obviously so heavy and the hardest part. And, you know, that will always be a part of me, like in the back of my mind, you know, I have this uncontrollable disability sort of thing that, you know, that is obviously that's a possibility in my life that that I could go to those depths and something really terrible could happen. But, For me to get through every day, I have to always see kind of the poke fun at myself and see the light side of it. And that's the way I can talk about it with my family and friends and really make it an easy conversation to have and, you know, really be able to talk to my mum and my sister and my friends and be like, Look, I'm really down today, but I think it's just my bipolar and I just need some time to, you know, do this and they're like, Yeah, sure, you know, it's not like a, oh my God, like we can't like talk about it. Like, are you okay? Like, you know, it's not a freak out. It's just like, yep, we'll get through this. Let's just, you know. So yeah. So I hope this has been informative. I know it's not, hasn't been very long. I don't really use like with my blogs. I don't really like to make them too long because I think people kind of maybe get a bit like sick of it. I don't know, but, um, I like to make it short and sweet and have a, hopefully had an impact on you today. Um, I hope you return. I hope me and my potty mouth of swearing every fucking second hasn't deterred you from listening. I hope I haven't offended anyone. Um, I always, I I do sometimes, and I really hope that people realize that this is just my opinion and my point of view. And if they are offended, you know, let me know. And I can, I mean, I probably won't fucking change it. I'm really sorry, but yeah, it's just, Hopefully you can try to understand where I'm coming from and how I deal with it. My next podcast, I really want to talk about my second blog that came out, which was the um, about medication and the use of it. Uh, I thought this one was really interesting and I have a really strong opinion about it. So hopefully that can give people a bit of insight on that. But otherwise, thank you for joining me today. I hope this has been just a fun little thing on your bus ride or something like that. Um, and I will be back soon with my next one. Thanks.